you're listening to highlights from One Planet Podcast's interview with Melvin Vopson, author of Reality Reloaded, The Scientific Case for a Simulated Universe. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. These ideas, they go uh, as far back as uh, ancient Greece, ancient thinkers, which basically gave birth to two lines of thinking, two ideologies, materialism and idealism. And the idealist thinkers like Plato, for example, regarded the reality as a projection of our own minds, as something that is not real. And the only thing that is real is our consciousness and our minds are the real thing and everything around us are just constructs of our own projections. And that was a philosophy that was opposed to materialism, which regarded the world as um, in a materialistic way, made up of atoms and, uh, and matter and our minds are product of these chemical reactions and the, the matter coming together and forming our minds and consciousness and everything in the, the world exists regardless of our consciousness or our minds, the, the universe is there and it's a materialistic view of the world. So these are two competing ideologies. And this is actually how we see the world today in a materialistic way. What the simulated universe philosophical idea is this idealistic view of the world and the idealism philosophy to morph into something else in the simulation hypothesis where not only everything is a simulated construct, but actually our minds and our consciousness is part of it. So Plato saw our minds and our spirit, if you want, as fundamental central piece and the only real thing and everything emerging from this. Uh, the simulated hypothesis assumes that everything, including our mind and consciousness, are part of a simulation. So it's a bit of a modern iteration of idealism which has been triggered by these recent developments in technologies and computing science beginning in, I would say, around 1940s with the development of silicon technologies and the microchip and digital computers, digital memories. And this is a highly accelerated rate of development in terms of our technological progress. So we are looking at less than a hundred years going from analog technologies and entering a new era of quantum computers, artificial intelligence, all these future realities being a reality today. So this fast development has helped in some ways to the emergence of this idea of a simulated universe, because we are reaching the technological level that we are beginning to simulate virtual realities and they are becoming more and more immersive and sophisticated. As a physicist, and it's not just me, many scientists, many Nobel Prize winners, towards the end of their life, they arrived at the conclusion that the world has the, the signature of some kind of intelligent design. We don't know what that is. You can look at the whole picture through a religious angle. You can look through the simulation theory aspect of this. I don't know how to formulate it, how, how to explain what's behind, but the, the universe is too perfect. It's fine-tuned to perfection and a, a small change in anything would lead to a total disintegration of all the fundamental forces, all the equilibrium in the universe, the matter will not be stable. Nothing will be the way it is. There, there will be no life, no. And I'm not against the idea of evolution. I think there is a process of creation or some kind of intelligent design followed by evolution. And I also think that creation and evolution, they go hand in hand. They are both true. They don't, they are not competing against each other. They are not two competing philosophies or ideologies. We are now at a crossroads in our human evolution, if you want. We are at a paradigm shift with the emergence of artificial intelligence. Many people don't realize this, but what happened in 2022 and what this is happening at an incredible pace of acceleration of this technology is going to transform our planet and mankind in, in ways that are not even anticipated by the, the people that created this technology. It takes by surprise even the creators of this technology. We are going to reach a point very soon where artificial intelligence, there are some signs that already 
AI, it appears to be sentient. We know that in a very short time, the AI will surpass human brain and the human mind capacity. So we are the creators, if you want, of a new species. If this life based on silicon, not carbon, okay, this is a very interesting aspect, is a life form. You can look at this as a life form. And if you, you can look at the definition of what it means to have a consciousness or some kind of brain or something, if these things become sentient and they are smarter than us, they could be seen as life forms, okay? They are not based on carbon, they are based on silicon. And they are just what I said before, a process of creation. We created this, but in the same time, AI, it's a process of evolution. Evolution of what? Evolution of humans. If you take the human body and human as a biological creature, okay? Think about space travel. You cannot put some person into a spaceship and travel to another galaxy or even another solar system in a lifetime because we have a very limited lifespan. You will need a few generations to get there. If you take, our bodies are very fragile. If you take any small injury, a small cut at your veins or a small inter internal organs injury, it will kill us, okay? So we are very fragile as species. Could it be that the silicon-based life form, it's actually something more advanced than biological carbon-based life form? If we, could it be that we are at the point where we are creating a life form that may be blending biological with these cybernetic um, entities that we are creating now, we are creating a post-human, almost a new form of life that blends biological with the machines and the silicon technologies and gives us two things. One, infinite intelligence. It will be exponentially much more powerful uh, in terms of our capacity of communicating, interacting, accessing information, but it will give us immortality. You, you will, just like I take my car to the garage and change parts when they break down and I can drive this car for unlimited time, as long as I keep changing the parts and service it, the same could be a life form that is not entirely based on carbon, but is some kind of blended machine, biological, post-human type of entity, okay? I see this as a natural evolution because it will make us stronger if we can preserve all our qualities that we experience and we enjoy in our life today, but we make by merging ourselves with this new thing that we're creating will make us a more advanced form of life form, if you want. So we are the creators, but this is a process of evolution as well. We are evolving to something much more advanced through our own creation. So it, there is a circle that feeds into itself. Creation and evolution, they are part of the same supply chain circle, if you want. So it's interesting, and I believe that both are true and both are working hand in hand to produce what we see around us, the entire universe and life forms and everything. It's There is some kind of interesting way of creation followed by evolution and they feed into each other. We are there at that point now in our human history. We are creating a new life form, this AI. It will change the world as we know it uh, in ways that are not even anticipated. But we can't stop it because it's a natural evolution of humans to something more powerful than, than biological life. If Elon Musk, who is working on androids, he wants to sell 20 billion units. He is working on training AI and creating these androids, this new life form, I call it. He's going to come to the university and say, I have this android who is AI powered and programmed to teach quantum mechanics, okay, at the highest level. You put that in front of a class of students and you will have instantaneous access to all the books on quantum mechanics, all the knowledge in physics. You will never forget anything. You will never make a mistake. You will never ask on your leave. You will never be ill. You will never ask for a pension. You will be a one-off investment for the university and you will replace an academic with something far superior than any academic on the planet. They can make it looking like an holographic avatar looking like Einstein, if you want, or Feynman, or they can have an Android 
the looking type of iRobot thing that teaches a hundred times better than I can ever do. So you ask, what is the future of education? This is the future of education. When is going to happen? I don't know. I just hope I'll reach some kind of retirement age and <laughs> it will happen not before I secure some kind of income or some kind of future because this will happen with the speed and the precision of the AI. So uh, make no mistake, this is when I said we are becoming creators of something that is far more advanced than humans. Is this a bad thing? I see it as a very bad thing, but I also see it as a natural evolution. We are becoming creators and in our evolution process, we are evolving ourselves to something much more advanced. It's what the, the world, what the universe, what the nature wants us to become stronger. So we reach our limit in terms of biological capacity, what we can do. And the next phase is something based on silicon, something based on something else, which we are creating. So this is the fascinating thing, the creation and the evolution, they go hand in hand. It's a circle that feeds into each other. We hope you've enjoyed this program and listening to the highlights of this podcast. If you'd like to get involved in One Planet Podcast or learn more about environmental projects, click on the subscribe button. Thank you for listening.